On this episode of the Project Sovereign podcast, I had Ben Hawkes. Ben is a coach for the Council for Human Development. Uh, Day-to-day does a lot of asset protection work, which is obviously uh, very important for people interested in their, their wealth and financial well-being. Uh, we talked about that. He's done a lot of study and a lot of self-development work himself. He knows a lot about a lot from law to, you know, uh, individual psychology and philosophy and that sort of thing. Uh, conversation was uh, very fluid. It went into lots of different directions uh, to the point where we had to we had to finish it because we both lost track of time. So uh, very in, much enjoyed talking to Ben. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. Lovely to be here. We only met uh, a few weeks ago. I was sitting in a cafe in Cappadocia in Turkey, and I think we were we were talking a bit of work and a bit of business, and that was the first time we communicated. And uh, it, it, it was. You said it was like talking to yourself, which was um, a reasonably terrifying concept. I've known myself for 44 years, <laughs> and the idea of there being another one. Yes, um, like looking in a mirror. That's not cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you do for a living then, just for, to give people a context of, of you and your background and everything? Yeah. Um, I think if we're in the United States and if I was a wanker, um, I would say I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, but given that I'm English um, with a, a reasonably healthy self-esteem, set of self-esteem, um, I just say I'm, I'm, I'm in business. I've got a couple of businesses businesses in finance, tax, professional services. That's kind of what I do as a day job. Um, but also I'm a coach of sorts uh, dealing in mental acceleration with a with a group, with an association called the Council for Human Development, uh, with an offshoot, offshoot called Co-Create a Better World, which really is around uh, helping human beings rediscover their limitless potential. Uh, we are and we'll get into this, no doubt, but through various amounts of mechanisms and mechanics and networks and ideas and grids and matrices, we've been pushed down to a, to the nut, to a small-sized P version of the potential that we should have. And what we try and do with, with individuals is chip away at that matrix and this big blob of crap that's pushing them down into the limbic brain and fear and there's a lot of that going on uh, to help them kind of push out and do whatever it is that they want to do mm. and create and live and be happy and just have a great time because life is ultimately there's serious stuff. There's kids, there's careers, there's homes and all that kind of business, which is kind of cool. Um, but life is meant to be fun. Um, so that's that's what gets me up in the morning. Um, there's a lot of stuff I do around uh, common law, selling people free from debt slavery. Uh, there's a project I'm involved in, which, believe it or not, is starting a new country. So I have to say, as much as I enjoy the business side and uh, money's money's all right, um, not that I live an extravagant life in any way, shape or form, it's very much now about uh, changing the world, making some shit happen, setting people free. That's my that that's that's what I go to school for, is setting people free in various forms. There's a couple of things I've got to pick up on there. Uh, yeah. Council, Council for Human Development. Let's start on that yeah. one. What's that about? I'm assuming, based on the on the the label, um, it sounds like a personal development type, mind accelerating type. Mind acceleration. Mm. That's where it is. 
that 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 that's what we go to school for. So ultimately, we we posit that everybody is born with roughly the same body, roughly the same brain, and no one is cleverer than anyone else. It's just a question of knowing what to do with your brain, programming in the right way, and being able to access your core. And that's both an interior and an exterior. So we posit that the brain, you know, you have the average human being is running at kind of 40 hertz when actually the brain itself has the potential to run at an exponentially larger rate. But what we do is suppress it by by giving ourselves rules, i.e. programming. So if you imagine the brain as a supercomputer, every time you feed it a limiting rule or a limited limited rule through the through the mechanism of a limiting thought or a limiting phrase, what you're doing is programming it to expect a world that's just a little bit worse. So if we were to sit down and I were to say, oh, Alex, it's it's nine o'clock in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I've programmed my brain to say that I'm not working with an optimal function during the hours between, let's say, 6 a.m. and 12 midday. I've programmed you with the idea that I'm not a guy who you can expect great things from between six and 12. So you know you're not gonna have a great time with our conversation. I've suppressed myself and suddenly we've created the reality that mornings are going to be a bit shit and we're not gonna have fun. All because I've either had that thought or expressed it, I'm not a morning guy. So what we do first of all is try and help people edit their language patterns mm. um, because those are the rules and through language goes thoughts, thought creates reality inside out thinking. So it might be that words like believe, think, get rid, and just get rid of all that stuff that we think makes up our belief system. Because 99.9% of the time, and the balance is, I don't know, Tesla, all we're doing is taking our parents' beliefs or social media's beliefs, our teachers' beliefs, our friends' beliefs, our army recruiting sergeants' beliefs, and we're co-opting them as our own. And we've just got this mishmash, shit show of an idea, belief system that isn't even ours anyway. Mm. And we end up with stupid ideas like, you know, people have a certain quality because of the the colour of their skin, that we can't be a football player, that we shouldn't be a train driver, all these kind of things. We get rid of all of that through a process and just let people run clear so they can think quicker, create, do whatever it is that they want to do, have control of their lives, enter into an entrepreneurial vein, enter into an academic vein, write books, write podcasts, do whatever it is that they want to do. So ultimately setting people three. And the reason we do it is because we are going to be kind of 20, 30 onwards in a position where um, AI will reach a singularity and will suddenly be surplus to requirements. Mm. You know, AI will become, uh, it will become, I'm not very good with AI, I have to say, but there will be a singularity. It will take a human form, become spiritual, and suddenly will be these useless little peons and uh, we won't have a place in our own world. And I'm not talking about basic income, all the jobs going, all that kind of stuff, but we will no longer be the architects of our future. So what we're trying to do is get humanity ready for that, for that process, that singularity, that movement, that point in time, um, because there are things AI can't do. You know, AI can't be funny. AI can't um, do, do links. AI can't contextualize thinking. AI can't do things that the human brain can do. And I think we've forgotten that because we have been pushed into a material world. You know, we're all, you know, I, I'm a material girl living in a material world. We've been taught that it's eyes and O's and binary, but actually it's about nuance and energy and vibration. And the only 
the only things that can deal with the world in that, that way are human beings. Mm. And we've forgotten that because we're following the science. Mm. And again, there's a controversial statement that's reasonably contextual. Mm. So we're just we're trying to get human beings back to who they are meant to be. Right. So it's basically just deconditioning them. In yeah. a word. Ultimately, that's the that's the first bit. Mm. Um, and then it's revving them up and letting them go. But deconditioning mm. is a very good way of putting it. We have mm. been conditioned, we have been schooled. Mm. Now, the word education uh, doesn't mean what people think it means. It means to lead out. It means to take one thing you're good at and develop it and go. It doesn't mean to be sat down and have thoughts and facts rammed into our heads. Mm. Mm. So you mentioned there about um, AI and tech. Mm. No, let's go back to, you said new country. Let's go back there first. Yeah. That's what you first you go said. back to whatever you want to, brother. Uh, I've heard of one country that uh, I think it's on the border of Ukraine or something called Liberland or Liberland. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. It's like liberty and land, like Liberland or Liberland well, or something. Cool, yeah, I think it's like a few acres or something and you can get a passport they're paid for in Bitcoin and stuff like that. But anyway, if it's not that, you've got to tell me what it is. Sounds like Venezuela, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, this is very much a genesis um, of an idea, and it's not my idea. Um, I've just come into a group, and I won't talk in in detail. But ultimately, what coronavirus and this that whole shit show has shown us is that our lives are not our own, and that the government and the, the government structures that we have aren't fit for purpose and they take freedoms and the whole system has been set up in order to do that without you know without being too woo woo about it we're in a prison and that prison has been created with statute with debt with systems etc cetera, etc cetera. um and it has become apparent that setting up a country is not that difficult you know you look at the treaty of montevideo you do a certain couple of things you 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 assert sovereignty you go to the united nations make yourself known um you have a base um, and then you can start setting up embassies around the world one of which may be my home if i can convince mrs h but there's a wider piece around um educating people about what the world is like and what it is and who we are and how common law works and how we are sovereign and how we've given away, not willingly, we've given away um, because we have been deceived um, about who we are. And the first step for me is is, is resetting that and educating people, not in a patronising way, but I want to go on the road um, into church halls and parish councils and village halls and speak to people and say, listen, you know, it's like the beginning of Lord of the Rings. We were all deceived. Um, we are actually sovereign. We have a spark of the divine. We have power. The law, the power of the law and the power of the governance derives its authority from us. And this has been done to us. And it's done, been done to us in a fairly premeditated way. And I'm talking in very expansive terms, but ultimately I'm talking about the birth certificate trust system Seticate trusts, the Vatican war platform, all these sorts of things um, that have been elevated to conspiracy, but ultimately are, are simply hard fact if you know the questions to ask and you know where to ask them and who to ask them all. Mm. So you mentioned there like um, the premeditated uh, mm. and the birth certificate trust there. The question that I battle with is um, 
is it premeditated? Is this a plan that is now playing out towards the end game? So that's, towards- that, that, that's, that's a really, really good question. It's almost- let, let, let me finish one sec. Or is it merely human development that is unfolding and it's something beyond the collective will? Are you with me? That it's something bigger than us that's playing out. Something I battle with, is it premeditated by nefarious agendas and, and organisations? Do they exist? Yes, they do. Whether people like to admit it or not, they do. Okay. So is it towards the end game or, or is it a natural human development and they are part of that development? you with me. This is something I battle with. What do you think? Well, well obviously I can't answer that. Uh, because I don't know, and knowing is the key. And that, that sounds like a really throwaway statement, but I think it's a very important thing to face and then move on from that gnosis is very important to happiness in that what can I rely on right now? And, and, and that's all I can establish. I'm going to move on that. Can I establish that my wife loves me, that my daughter is wonderful, that I have good friends, that I have good experiences, that we're having an interesting conversation? Yes, I can. Great. That's a good, that's a good platform to move from. But coming back to your question, I don't know, and it's something I wrestle with too, and I'm a big believer there is one truth. I don't like this whole living my in truth. your own. Oh, yeah, it's I think it's totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a new age wellness product, and it's it's total shite, and it, it's kind of bound up with identity politics and all these things which are meant to divide us. And, a, and it's an interesting an interesting exercise is to look at coronavirus because there are different theories. I think we can all get together and work out that it's a it's essentially a pile of shit, and it's been used to advance an agenda. We're fairly sure what that agenda is: human control central bank digital currencies, et cetera, et cetera. That, that's kind of naked and, and overt. But the question then becomes, was it a naturally occurring thing that was hijacked? Um, was, it a natural, was it a natural system? Was it collective will? Are we feeding into it? You know, you've got this, this Michael Sarian idea of the reason why the world is so incredibly fucked is that we're producing negative energy, which is backing up the Earth systems, which are designed to get rid of the negative energy. And there's so much of it that we're actually fucking the Earth up. And I don't mean in the climate change, the artist formerly known as global warming sense, in the sense that wars are created by collective negative energy, these these kind of blow off emotional events all those sorts of things. So I don't know if there is a plan and network. I suspect there is, but whether or not this is a theater, we're in a theater and this is a play being played out over the millennia. I don't know. I know that something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Um, I know that we are not who we think we are. I know there are people who have a vested interest in ensuring that we continue to not know who we are. Um, and I know something's off, man. Mm. That's all I know. I, th- I think I think you, and I'm not excusing anything, I think you've asked and answered a lot more questions than I have at this point. I'm a cub when it comes to my development into this space. You know, I started waking up, I know, two years ago, maybe even a year ago. Um, and well, there's a trajectory there, Ben. So there's a trajectory, and some people go, Phew, and some people take the the yeah. the road less travelled, and it takes a while, and the tortoise in the hair, and it's different. It's different. So you've mentioned there that you've, you've mentioned there that uh, 
that is vested interest in yes in not knowing who we are. So you have to you have to uh, expand on who are we then? You have to. You have Great to. Rule, man. You can't Trump. leave me there. Well, let's <clears throat> let's let's go back to the birth certificate idea. So the idea of the birth certificate fraud, um, the idea is that when a new human life is created, the three aspects of it are co-opted into secret trusts. So the soul, the body, and the property, the property being its future economic output. And these three trusts are filed ultimately in the Vatican. And then we are corralled to create credit and put into slavery and also a, de a dead corporation is created that can then become a member of whatever corporation we happen to to sit in at that particular time whichever corporation is active on the landmass that we are so when we come from that we're looking at oh, let's circle back remind me of the question I'm not accelerating. Who, who are we, basically? Who are, who we? are you, we? You've mentioned well, that there's vested interests. I've said, okay, what, the vested what would interest be the purpose is to make, we, 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 Right now, we're securities. Mm. So let, let's go straight back to the material. Right now, we're securities from which credit is created um, to run the system. And the reason that has happened is that the various, various experiments with unsound money have failed and each time there has been a bankruptcy, something has had to be corralled. There comes a point where a country doesn't have enough ports anymore or enough armoured yeah. tank divisions anymore or national parks, and you have to look for a new asset to give it to your creditors. And the SETIKE trust system essentially has been corralled to provide that asset. You know, Pfizer, Pfizer are going around to Brazil saying, you know, we'll, we'll give you the vaccine you want, but we need a couple of ports and air bases. It's, it's essentially the same thing. We'll give you the loans you want, but we're going to need a few more of your people. So that's what we are right now with securities. But I think it's very telling that the securities don't end with our economic output. You know, how much, um, how many tax dollars we're going to create in our life, all that sort of stuff. I think it's telling that our bodies are also involved and that our souls are also involved. And that's, to me, where the kind of nasty, evil, nefarious nature of all this comes, is that our souls are literally put into a box. You know, that box being a settlement or a trust and our bodies are literally put into a box and then our economic output our literal energy although the energy might result in money that's a fairly not a new concept but it's it's, it's got an edge of modernity to it that that the system is, is is put together in that way that speaks of that speaks of evil uh, that speaks of a really a really nasty streak to the system because you it's uh, I don't know if you, you you like watching shit movies, but one of my favourites is Shooter by with Mark Wahlberg, right. and they're trying to they're trying to rub this FBI agent out, and a really lovely guy, and they've got this suicide machine where they 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 pull him up and they get his arm there and they can force him to shoot himself. It's one fucked up bit in the movie, yeah. and Mark Wahlberg goes, "Who the hell would even think of this thing? Because mm -hmm. it's just evil, right? It's mm. nasty." Mm. And then you look at. The, the Vatican war platform and, and the birth certificate. And you think, what mind did this come from? There's got to be a predication there. There's got to be a real pattern of thought to that. That's what, that's what, that's what scares me. Well, nothing scares me in that sense, really. But that's what, 
kind of enthralls me and appalls me at the same time, mm. that there is a mind out there that has created this structure and then just rolled it out with these kind of willing influencers who can be bought off with blackmail and money and power and all those sorts of things. And it's just worked happily through the centuries. Not happily, but it's mm -hmm. certainly worked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. entirely sure if that's no, answered. No, it has. It has definitely. And um, I think to, to, to make some things clear uh, for people who don't understand, the security is essentially uh, in its true form, making something intangible a tangible object. So you cannot make a soul tangible. It's impossible in the realm yes. that we're in, at least. Uh, security creates that tangibility through like a trust. That's essentially yeah, and that's a really good way, of, a really good way of putting it. Because ultimately, it's 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 a genuine and pure expression of materialism. It is mm -hmm. taking that intangible and putting it in a box. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about this at length: um, the mortgage fraud, um, and the, the 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 genesis of that fraud um, is an individual creating something of value simply by applying signature to to paper. And, that, and that's really telling in that we have that power to create money, to create a security simply by fixing our signature to an obligation. And we could, if we, if, not if we wanted to, but if the system was, was, was fair or even should it worked in the way that it possibly could, we should be able to create our own money simply by affixing signature to an obligation. But we can't do that unless we're working in their system, within mm. the debt slavery system, because mm. if you look, if you look in the legislation, I think it's the 1862 Debt Act, possibly we used it right. in, a, in a scheme I was looking at recently. Um, you can you can pay off a loan with a promissory note, and a promissory note ultimately is either a mortgage contract or a, mm. a ten pound note, depending on how you look at it. So if you had a loan, you can extinguish it by saying. I, I commit to, to to paying 12 equal payments of whatever for this amount of time. Mm. Here's, here's credit. Let's distinguish that over there. Now, we do have that ability, but we have been deceived and we've mm. been put into the system where others have the ability of credit creation and it's out of our hands. Mm. But that is changing. I know a lot of people who are taking a very active role in changing the nature of the system and changing people's knowledge about what, exactly what it is that they're capable of. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot about the, the credit creation at the moment and uh, and the power that we have as the individual is essentially it's us that is creating that credit. There is no bank and institution on this planet that actually lends money to anybody. Yeah, they're all insolvent. Top 20 banks, yes. they're all insolvent. Yeah. And and it's in plain sight. Um, a friend of mine did an exercise over three to six months, went through the annual reports going back 10 or 15 years of the top 20 banks, and they are all trading insolvent. There's nothing there but thin air. And we knew that, and you know that, because mm -hmm. fiat means force. Mm -hmm. You know, fiat, fiat money is nothing but faith. And we give it its power by continuing to accept it for a fair day's work, mm -hmm. um, going down to... Wilco or wherever it might be, and um, paying for what we need. You know, money isn't money anymore. It's just it's just air, mm. and that's that's honestly where I thought the story ended. You know, about two three years ago, I was into this sort of stuff, um, and I thought I was in. I thought I was so clever, um, and I'd I'd read Edward B. Griffin, um, the Monster and Jekyll Island, all that kind of stuff, and I was in London with my fucking suit before lockdown, hanging around and saying, "Oh, did you know this?" 
did you know about 1913 Federal Reserve Act and all this kind of stuff? And taxi drivers would say, you seem to know what you're doing, what's going on? I just said, well, all you have to do is look into inflation, the Federal Reserve, and listen to Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen, and you will understand um, the beast that lurks within. But that is just one small part of it. And that's the material, that's the, that's the kind of credit debt slavery side. But also there is this element of slavery of body and slavery of mind and slavery of, slavery of, of spirituality. And that's where the real evil is, mm. to me anyway. That's where the real evil is. Mm. And that's what I struggle with. And I'm searching for an answer. I thought I found it with Gnosticism. And then you fucked that up by introducing me to my... I'm sorry audience. about that, mate. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. It was just like aliens. Oh, fuck, aliens again. <laughs> Seriously. Shit. Mm, mm. But I love it. Yeah. Every, every, you know, every day's a school day. Yeah, yeah. Let, just, just to wrap that little bit up there, we've got the birth certificate there. How do you pronounce the trust? Is it Sestikub? Set a K, but if, if you read it literally, it would it would be exactly how you said it. Yeah, it means um, it, it means that's life, uh, which which is that a joke sent through the ages? I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but it would they were created in 1666 during the fire of London, it, mm. um, and Parliament was sitting for whatever reason during a kind of massive conflagration which was happening just next door, and the idea ostensibly was that. Because so many people had died in the plague, and I assume were about to die in the Great Fire, I don't think that many people really died in the Great Fire of London. But the the idea was that because so many people had um, died, it would create problems with regard to wills and estate planning, because nobody knew who was dead and who was not. Mm. So the idea of a Seteke Trust was that government would take on trust everything you know literally everything and they would hold it on trust and declare everyone dead at sea until such time as they would come back show that they had life that they were here and they could take everything back and then either hold it use it or pass it on to the nearest and dearest whatever they wanted to do so it was a mechanism it was a, a legal mechanism and we have to dis- we have to show distinction between lawful and legal it was a mechanism by which the government could literally take everything and it was developed through several bankruptcies into a worldwide effort whereby when a new life was created ultimately by god if that's how we want to articulate it the state could instantly take control of that life in soul in body and future potential the idea being that they that the government and its agents and its bosses the crown the vatican whatever you want to call it i don't know where we are on that yet um created three trusts and they put in the soul they put in the body and the property and they put in the future economic activity mm-hmm. and all three of those things were allocated a value which could almost be I've, I've heard 30 million i've heard 12 million i've heard all sorts of figures and that value constituted a security that could then be ported over to the banks whatever we whatever we're going to call those whoever we believe them to be and the lending could continue the credit creation could continue because new assets were born every single day but there is a process. You can go through a process to go to the chancery and say, I'm here, I'm alive, dude, give me back my stuff. And there are there are several groups working on that process. Mm. Let's talk about common law a little bit, because that's yeah. banded around in, in this so-called truther type community. And I've got to be honest, a lot of what comes out of these 
things are complete and utter fucking bullshit. So when <laughs> I hear the word common law, uh, I have a little bit of a cringe within me because I've seen that many people get fines and speeding fines and all this, and they preach common law and they never actually win anything. Yeah. They just preach it. So I'm going to go throw it back to you and say, tell me what I'm missing. No, I don't think you're missing anything. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of kind of Robin Hood outlaw type people mm. without an ability to get a mobile phone contract um, who are living ostensibly free and happy lives outside of the system. Mm. Um, but they can't get a Facebook account. I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. Right. Um, and they can't get a mortgage. And I don't mean that in a braying way. You know, I, th I think the key to living with the system is to know when to step into it and know what you need from it. Um, I do have a mortgage, you know, because I need a house. Uh, my daughter and my wife have to live somewhere and so do I. Mm. So I'll, I'll engage with that. Um, I'm, I'm engaging with it on my own terms because the, the, the mortgage we had previously, I'm, I'm now challenging. Um, recently, I've, I've, I've done an exercise in getting rid of some debt using a process. Uh, whether it's worked because the law was good or whether it worked because I made such a nuisance of myself mm. and I was seen as some sort of peon to get be got rid of, I don't know. All I know is it's worked. But for every person who's done it, I know 10 who have not turned up in court to not contest council tax because they've been told not to turn up because you're, you're entering into their rules and you're mm. ceding your, your sovereignty to the corporation. And, and what happens, they just get given a massive fucking bill and told to fuck off. Mm. Mm. So I, I don't have an answer. I know it works because I've made it work and I've seen it. Not I've made it work. I've engaged with a group who've made it work for me. Mm. So I know it does work. I know that common law is the law because it's God's law, and it's very, very simple. You know, don't kill anybody. Don't cause the controversy. Don't take, don't defraud. It's yeah. all very boring and very model, moral. And that statute has taken those very basic laws which are kind of set you up for happiness um, and have turned it into something else, because you get things like a, a, a speeding fine. Although driving a car really fast and knocking somebody over. Manifestly, that's a bad thing. But that's covered by common law because mm. you've hurt somebody mm. and, you, and you're a bit fucked and you've got unlimited liability because that's what you accept when you deal in common law and you have to live with that. And that's cool. I'm cool with that. Mm. But a speeding fine on a, on a being caught on a camera on a road at 2 a.m., where's the victim? No, that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being pinged for a fine when there's no victim. Mm. So that, to me, there's, there's, an, there's an inbuilt injustice there, and that's mm. when you start to see control when we're being used to make profit. But the question was, why are there so many people? That, why are we still talking about it when, uh, when it doesn't work? And it does work, but it's about that moment where the metal meets the road and the metal meets the meat. And what I mean by that is, and we were having this discussion in a working group the other day, it's all very well talking about it, but when the soldiers are sent, when I say soldiers, I mean debt collectors and police, when the soldiers are sent, it doesn't matter whether you're covered by common law, because George Orwell talked about the future looks like a boot in the face. Yeah. And that's, that's the nasty end of the state or the corporation, the boot in the face. So what can we do about the boot in the face? The answer is ultimately nothing. But truth tends to out.
It's just that we don't really hear about it. Mm. You know, the police suppressed the truth about Hillsborough for God knows how many years, yeah. and they got away with it for God knows how many years. Mm. But the truth outed at some point, and justice was done. Didn't get anyone's back. No, it didn't bring anyone back, but, but the truth was found, and it was shown, um, and life changed a bit. Mm, mm. But it's that it's the moment, you know. It's it's standing in front of the tank. It's 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 saying to the police, "Show me your ID card," and them them refusing two three times, and you saying, "Well, actually, you've just a, you've just committed a criminal offence punishable by five years of imprisonment." It's realizing that a PCSO doesn't have the arrest powers that we have. It's all those kind of things. But again, sometimes that just doesn't matter because they've got batons and they've got tear gas and we don't. So it becomes about what we can do. And then you remember that Gandhi brought down an empire, ultimately. And, you know, Churchill may have been right when he, when, when, when he called him a kind of ignorant fakir, uh, a, a snake charmer. Ultimately, he was a provincial solicitor made good who decided not to wear pants and sat down a lot in front of metaphorical tanks. But then you realise the world we're in now, something has changed in the last couple of weeks. The energy has changed around coronavirus. And now lots of truthers are saying, oh, no, it's a... It's a yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and, and you, your head wants to explode because you're like, for fuck's sake, dudes, just take the positivity for what it is, take the energy on and move on and keep going and keep up the skier. Hmm. But something, something is changing around people just saying, do you know what, fuck off. And as English people, I think we're uniquely qualified for the job of of of, of this kind of rebellion mm. to the empire, which is, do you know what, man, mm. just fuck off. I'm not mm. interested. I'm not going to wear my mask into co-op. Um, I'm not going to socially distance. Do you know mm. what? I'll go around my mate's house if I want to. Mm. And little by little, this spell that's been put on us, and I'm not just talking about Kroner, I'm talking about the spell, the topic of topics, it starts to erode and erode and erode until such time as you wake up and go, do you know what? I'm in charge. I'm sovereign. I've got mm. the power. And if I simply ignore the government the government will still be there they'll still be sending me bills but i'm 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 just going to ignore it because while on the news we look at our leaders and and we think oh god they have such power over us the reality is when you when you when you bring it down to kind of government and politics our touch points with the state government and when i say that i mean westminster the uk government are very very limited you know the the parish councils and the councillors have much more interactions uh, well, not interactions because you never see the fuckers, but they have much more power over the day-to-day day-to-day lives. Mm. Um, so actually, if you just say, "Well, I'm just going to kind of ignore the state government. I'm going to I'm going to turn off the news. Um, I'm I'm going to pay my bills on time potentially, but I'm just not going to plug into that." The more you do that, the more the more you take the power away from them. The more you realise that actually all of that shit just doesn't have a material impact on how you live your life. You know, I like walking a dog. I like running a few businesses. I like my allotment. Um, you know, I like to eat simple food. We do simple things as a family. Um, and, you know, we don't want to go to Disneyland. We don't particularly want a lot of money. We'd like security, but money doesn't really enthrall us. So I've, I've as much as I can, just started to unplug myself from that system. Um, and I find myself a lot happier because I don't have to deal with anybody's expectations. You know, just my own. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. 
it's taken you know that's 44 years in the making but thank god i got there because mm. i've left behind a lot of depression a lot of angst a lot of worrying about what people think of me etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so to what what degree do you actually think people want sovereignty because you've mentioned it a few times there but i'd question whether many people actually want the responsibility that comes with it yeah i, w- I would too i would too um, there are a lot of people, and, and fair juice to them. None of this is about judgment. None of this is about superiority. Mm. Um, because if you start buying into that kind of mechanic, you just you just repeat the mistakes of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are happy to to wake up, to go to work, um, to come home, to have a pint, get a pizza, watch Netflix, wake up, do it again five times or another four times, um, go out on a Friday, get pissed, have a hangover, start again on Saturday, rest on Sunday and go at it. Mm. Uh, get a house, get a job, have a career, retire, take two holidays a year, have a couple of kids and then die. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? Good luck to them. If they're happy, great. Um, if, they, if they feel free, fair enough. It doesn't do it for me. But none of this is about saying to people that we are better because we have a cynical view. well that's wrong i don't have a cynical view of the world i have a cynical view of power and power structures and what is being done to us on a daily basis and i wouldn't call it cynical i'd just say i kind of get what's happening or i think i do one percent of it i'm not a you know i'm not an expert in any way shape or form mm. there's a lot of dark matter and dark energy but no i don't think that I don't think by any means everyone gets it, and that's cool. And if you're happy living in that in that hamster wheel, fair enough, crack on. But the problem, and it is a real problem, is that the jobs that they're doing that allow them to live like that are going to be gone at some point between 2030 and 2050, and they are going to be surplus to requirements. And their labour or their intellectual creativity or whatever it is that they give out to get the money back Mm -hmm. it ain't going to work anymore Mm. and then you're into a very interesting situation because when when you say to when you i don't like class but let's look at earning you know let's look at where people exist on this kind of pyramid Uh, the laptop classes have done very well during lockdown um, the kind of people who can just sit at home logging in and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, people with manual jobs have not done very well. No. Um, people, a lot of people have just disappeared from the system. Children have disappeared from the system. A lot of people have died at home. You have to wonder whether that was the intent. Um, so when the fourth industrial revolution comes along and kicks us in the ass, um, a lot of people are going to get very, very, very angry. Mm. Um, and they're going to want answers they're, because their their confidence, their literal reason for being, because even if you don't like your job, your job allows you to know that you are providing. And that's very, except as a man, that's very, very important. Mm. And suddenly they'll be shorn of all value and they're going to want answers. Mm. So knowing that and the powers that should not be must know that whomever you hold them to be, mm. what do you do? You know, do you wait for that and put the police on the streets? Do you wait for that and put 1st Battalion Welsh Guards on the streets? Do you have a process where you dumb people down until such time as they're happy being in their homes, being given handouts? Do you fucking kill them? You know, all of these are potential avenues for them, and they may have already started. But then you've got the next lot up, the middle class. You know, they're, they're, they're still in left-brain jobs. 
they're still in, sorry, I always get that wrong, right brain jobs. They're still in kind of that, that, that knowledge worker stuff, which ultimately is about repeating processes, repeating things, having the occasional idea. They're going to be surplus to requirements too. So when the laptop classes and the middle classes suddenly realize their pensions are gone, then we're into a really interesting situation because while they might love a dinner party and listening to Dido um, and, and might like having having the right opinions and talking about diversity and uh, kind of the odd rainbow flag or whatever it might be, when when their jobs are taken away and when they lose their pensions mm. and when suddenly the bricks and mortar that they thought was going to see them through goes down to nothing, they're going to start getting angry. So what does a government do at that point? Because let's let's be very clear, if every one of the 7.5 billion, less than 1% who are up there, decided they didn't like the 1% that were up there, that's it, game over. And we saw that in Bulgaria yesterday, in Sofia yesterday. Mm. You know, there were videos going around on Telegram of the interior situation, which was fear and security guards ripping people away from doors and getting them into bunkers and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then you had outside, which was this outpouring of wonderful energy and people realizing their power. And if they had gone for it, done. That's it for Bulgaria. We saw that in Kazakhstan over the last couple of days. It took Putin, it took special forces, it took rounding people up to deal with that. And whether or not that was driven by the guys at Thames House, uh, sorry, Vauxhall Cross, who the hell knows? But when the people decide it's over, it's over. Mm. And that's what's interesting about what's going on with the coronavirus narrative is these little shoots of truth have started to come and now suddenly the narrative has changed. And whether or not that's because the, the controlling powers have realised that the jig is up and they're going to have to start a retreat, I don't know, potentially. You know, mm. Who the hell knows, ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, but when the people decide, and I'm not talking big red flags and... Uh, 1917 and Red October, because that was a fucking put-up job, and so was the French Revolution. But when they actually decide, then the then the jig is up, and then we're into a whole new different ball game. And part of this, for me, with this new country idea, and again, we just talked about it 48 hours ago. This is new, a new a new project, is that when people realise what's happened, they're going to want blood. And you talked about Q. Q's a really interesting one. Um, and, it, and Q plays into this, uh, this white knight idea of Jassara and Nassara that Charlie Ward is talking about. You know, Trump knows what's going on behind the lines. The Northern Virginian volunteers have been in the deep underground military bases for fucking years, killing all the paedophile traffickers and all that kind of stuff. Um, to me, that's just fairy stories. And I don't mean the kind of myth that Sarian talks about. I think it's just mm. bullshit mm. because it's up to us. You know, no one's coming. It's up to us. We're going to have to do it ourselves. But I think it will work out fine. And that's not hopium. It's going to be horrible. People are going to die. People are going to lose their livelihood. People are going to lose their lives. Uh, people are going to die early. It's going to be fairly horrible. Mm. But I think after that, it's going to be sparkly unicorns until the next time they start, they try this shit again. Mm. Mm. I don't even remember what the question you asked. That's Me neither. Do you know, uh, people don't want sovereignty. That was the question. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I think ultimately, no, a lot of people don't. But that's cool. A load of people do. Mm. And we, 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 can, we can 
We can plow the road for the rest of us. We can do the heavy lifting. It's absolutely fine. We can put in place the networks that are going to give just government mm. and just control and just structures. Um, and if, if Kassara and Nasara was a thing, it would happen behind the scenes and no one would know. Mm. And the world would just instantly become an, a better place. Yeah. So we can change things and they can still watch Netflix. They can still have fun and all that kind of stuff. They don't mm. need to get involved. It would be much easier if they did. Mm. But people just want an easy life and that's cool. I don't. I want challenge mm. because challenge equals growth. And growth is fun. Finding mm. stuff out is fun. People forget that. Mm. See, I think it will take a slightly different uh angle and i think all they'll do is bring in a universal basic income type thing i don't know how that'll play out and the uh classes that rely on those mechanical wages mm. will be catered for and i think that will yep. you'll be a good person uh, and sorry not a good person you'll be a nice person and do what certain powers want you to be and you'll be okay you'll get your money or currency you won't get your money you'll get your currency different thing and uh the people who don't will have to sort of do what we do now i suppose and fend for ourselves own our own businesses um try and operate in a decentralized manner we don't need to be in the same part of the world anymore necessarily we can do that online as a network and um that's where I think we're going. That's where, uh, if I had to write a, uh, a thesis, that's where I think we were going to be going. I have a huge amount of sympathy with that. Mm. Um, I, 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 I think I, I, th I think we said at the beginning, you're, you're, you're more cynical. I, am. Um, I think I'm more positive because mm. I've got the positivity of youth because uh, I'm quite new to this. Yes. Um, and you, I think your critical thinking has taken you through lots and lots of paradigms. But ultimately, if the worst happens, I think you're absolutely right. Um, that's the only way that they can do it um, to keep people controlled. The only other way is, is, is locking them down constantly or just fucking killing them. Mm. So you've got to keep them in this. I mean, the matrix, the matrix, God willing is a, is an analogy for what's going on, but the idea of lots of, lots of bodies being fed some sort of mush in order to create the power for a computer system to run. Mm. That's basically what's happening. Mm. And, and you have to give them some mush. You have to yeah. give them something. And if that's universal basic income, fiber optic, and constant entertainment, yep. so they can be kept in the houses, you know, cool. Maybe lockdown was a was a fucking dry run. Um, who the hell knows? But the really interesting part of what you're saying there is is the networks, decentralization. What are the networks that we create? What does that look like? Where are we? Mm. How do we interact with each other? How do we trade with each other? How do we add the value? Do we, uh, do we trade in money? Do we trade in tokens? Do we trade in service? Do we go back to, you know, these hundred strong units in the country where we've got a couple of medical guys, a couple of plumbers, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's the really exciting thing. What does the world look like? There was a, there was a, a response article. No doubt you've read it. There was a, a World Economic Forum article based around this, you loan nothing and, and be incredibly happy Fuck, yeah. um, idea. And it was a, it was a mid, maybe early 20s girl who lived in a geo-fenced smart city. And she's talking about, you know, when we want a fondue step, we can just rent the fucker um, and all that kind of stuff. And some people don't like the system, so they live in the country. Basically, you know, they live in fucking caves. But there was a response to that, which was the geofence smart city is where all the guys who are happy to take their booster every three months live mm. and they've all got cancer. 
um, and they're basically fucked. And out here are the people who have chosen to unplug themselves from the global vending machine, who have um, exchanged that blanket of security and that constant low-level stressor of, of tax, of debt, of interest, the need to make money, the need to have a job, who have said, Do you know what, I'm, I'm cool with taking responsibility for if I have some sort of crash or a chainsaw bite, um, I'm not going to be able to go to critical care. Or if there's something, if I get an infection, I'm not going to be able to go and get antibiotic. I think that, I, I, God willing, there'll be a group of people, lots of, group of groups of people, who will exchange that life, that thing, for a real life, a life on the land. And it comes back, you know, common law is based on the, the land, you know, being a man of, a free man of the land, which a lot of people say is an entirely discredited legal doctrine. I quite like it as a starting point for a new life. But I, I look forward to that. And, I, and I've had this conversation with Mrs. H, you know, if you had the choice between moving to a smart city um, and never having contact with the earth and our child being educated in boxes and all that kind of horrible 1984 um, stuff, or a slightly riskier life on the land. And mm. she didn't even think about it. You know, yeah, of course, let's let's pack our bags mm. and go. And it may well come to that. In reality, I think it will be a hybrid because you can't get away from technology. I know I've made a rule there, but, you know, I think that's the reality of it. And technology isn't of itself a bad thing in the same way that money in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's your attitude towards it and how you use it, which is more important. So can we use technology for good? Of course we can. It's being used for good all the time. We're using technology, God willing, for good. God willing, we're creating something interesting that more than two people will watch and will have some sort of positive effect. Uh, decentralized networks such as, well, it's not a decentralized network, but alternative networks such as um, Discord, such as Telegram, such as Signal, uh, such as BitChute, Odyssey, they're all popping up to enable people to share free ideas. They're mm. being used to affect real change. Mm. It just so happens that the blockchain is going to be co-opted in the next two years to create central bank currency, mm -hmm. which can be turned off if we buy the wrong thing, can be turned off if we put diesel in our car instead of plugging it in. That's, that's the real prize for them. That's what mm. climate change is about. That's probably what this has all been about. That's mm. truly terrifying. That's why it's important to decentralize now and put those networks in place. Mm, mm, yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move nicely into into crypto there. Yeah, a subject I know nothing about. But oh, okay, you don't know nothing about, about it. it. Okay, you mentioned central... No, no, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we will do. Central banks, cryptocurrencies, obviously, that we're more or less crypto anyway. Money or currency is now more or less digital. 90 plus percent is on a computer screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you look at the the kind of M0, M1 numbers, all that sort of stuff, it's all just, yeah. you know, cash has been under <clears throat> attack for a very long time mm. um, because it allows you to take your wealth out and keep it wherever you want to. That's a really bad thing. Mm. Uh, gold has been under attack. Silver has been under attack constantly. Because it allows you to have independence from the system, and that's why they don't like crypto. Is it allows you have you know it's DeFi. It's it enables citizens to interact with each other financially without going through the hub. Um, so yeah, cryptos are really bad, but they're really good because you build great networks if you're the central bank and control yeah. every fucking thing. What you tend to find in the in the so-called Bitcoin community. 
Is, is there, that I mean, that's a really overused word, isn't it? It's horrible. Yes, it's not nice. It's, it's like the yeah, LGBT not nice. community. Oh, Lesbians yeah. don't like gay people in yeah. <laughs> You think they're fucking dicks. And you get these people saying, oh no, out here in the LGBTQ plus one whatever community, the biggest flag I've ever fucking seen, um, and obviously just there to divide us, because we're all people. Who gives a shit who you fuck? I don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah. But yes, community. It's it's a and you have to use it because you're describing a self that's a self-identifying mm. uh, construct, isn't it? The Bitcoin community. That's serving yes. people who you've got to use it. I'm not having a go at you for yes, that's it. A, yeah. I fucking hate the word. <laughs> Yeah, it's Carry not, on. It's not communitarianism. It's just oh, a community. Oh, that's a horrible word, isn't it? Yes. It's just a, a community of Bitcoin people. Do you go on Twitter? I don't know if you're, you're on Twitter, aren't you? I am, yeah. Big, I, I, I big, love poking Covidians on Twitter. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> there's a, there's a, the Bitcoin ethosphere, if you like. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's Tesla-esque. That's okay, you like that one. That's okay. Like that. I think that's probably where the word Ethereum come from, to be fair. Ether. Yeah, maybe. They all tend to think very similar ways. You don't generally fall into Bitcoin unless you've got the idea that central bank power is far overreached, unless you hold sovereignty as a high value. You generally wouldn't even consider Bitcoin unless you're already at that point. I think and, that's a very reasonable proposition. And, and there's like a, fact, a well-known saying that you, you buy Bitcoin when you deserve to. Oh, I've never heard that. Mm. So you buy Bitcoin when you deserve to buy Bitcoin. So people say, oh, it's expensive, it's expensive, it's expensive. And then 12 months later, it's doubled. And you go, oh, I think I need to buy some Bitcoin. It's like, well, you need you, you buy Bitcoin when you fucking deserve to buy it. You know? <laughs> oh, um, my God. How incredibly elitist. I love it. Go and buy some, man. Go and buy some. That's pure capitalism right there. You can't right? afford to. <laughs> you can. You can buy bits. You can buy tiny bits of Bitcoin. Just stack stack them as much as you can, in my opinion. Oh, I think, well, go for it. I was just going to buy a fuckload of gold. I was on the phone to the insurance company yesterday saying, you know, how much gold can I keep in a safe? Mm. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they tell me, well, I'm, I'm absolutely not going to give away where I live now. How many? How much gold did they say you were allowed in, in a safe? Uh, I could have a safe that's rated, I think, 10,000 quid, something like that. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to yeah, be more than that. It's not much gold anymore. No, it's not. But I, I, if, if the hyper, if hyperinflation comes through the system, as it certainly seems to be, you know, mm. inflation is no longer transitory. The numbers for America, uh, I think, seven percent. Yeah, producer inflation was even higher. Energy inflation, they were saying between twenty and forty, um, and we've got inflation running at five percent, which is way past the level at which the Bank of England have to write the letter saying, you know, dear Chancellor, we've basically fucked it. Blah blah blah. Because mm. um, and you can't use interest rates anymore because that's going to fuck. That's going to fuck debt holders, and you know, it's and all the off. government. Absolutely. So, and they love inflation because they've got a a fuckload of debt they can create money pay it all off it's brilliant for them but for us we can't make use of inflation because all we have is our labor which is why things like bitcoin and gold are fantastic because mm -hmm. it enables the sovereign individual to be able to take advantage of hyperinflationary situation mm -hmm. which is why i love the idea of gold because i've got this wonderful idea that i have some gold hyperinflation kicks in value of money goes down value of gold goes up Mortgage doesn't change, sell gold, pay off mortgage, say fuck off to the system. That's that <laughs> kind of the concept I have in my head. Yeah. So, my the, went, okay. so, so using that, the central banking 
coins that they're going to be created because they will come. They will. How is that going to affect that model? I think it will fuck that model. I think it will absolutely oh, fuck that so, model. So you're up shit street then? Oh, yeah, no, completely. I mean, I always I always think, I mean, I'm, I'm sat, what you can't see, because I've carefully curated the view behind me, mm. um, which I know, I, don't, I think you just live in a beautiful place. I don't think you've had to curate. Um, if you look down there, you'll see two massive, boxes of pampers um if you look over there you'll see three months worth of cans if you look there you'll see candles enough uh, to light light us for two months and it's all on a spreadsheet Mm. um so if if the world goes to hell in a handbasket i'm pretty happy we can handle ourselves my wife used to be a gardener we've got axes and chainsaws in the sheds over there so that's cool and and it if if the worst happens to just tell the mortgage mortgage holder to fuck off Sorry, the mortgage order, fuck off. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, the, you, you, I know Pete, I know some guys who have done that quite happily. They've just done a conditional offer saying, I'm quite happy to pay your mortgage, but prove to me that a mortgage exists. Uh, prove to me that you lent me money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So ultimately, if the worst happens, that's what I'm going to do. If my gold, no doubt gold goes up, but my mm. mortgage will be quickly tethered to a central bank currency and it will just hover around with whatever fee it would have been anyway. So, yeah, I think the government are one step ahead of Ben. But that's fine. That's they are, awesome. they are. but do you know what? With big, huge organisations, they're like huge uh, ships on the ocean. And, and the yeah, individual... It's, it's an aircraft carrier turning, isn't it? It is. And that's what we have to... We, we can say we, the individual can move very quickly. We're very fluid. We're very flexible. These big, massive entities are slow-turning big ships and although they're very powerful at, with you know with a bit of acceleration and that like a steam train they're very slow to turn and that's what the individual holds over a collective idea absolutely it's it's the agility and also the group forming as well mm. um there was a wonderful book i read oh, i was about 10 or 15 years ago and i'll i'll try and find it again but it was a civil war in the united kingdom and there was the government forces and then there was this self-organizing collective of part-time soldiers who had this wonderful technology who had a crowdsourced decision-making process they could use in a battle and and they would they would all kind of they'd say right we need to go and fight the government in maidenhead they'd all put on their suits and they'd all gather around and say right okay i think we're gonna have to go in through the a3112 because i can see a i can see a couple of tanks there let's vote on that boom you know that's the power of crowds that's the power of individuals and networks coming together to 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 take massive action and it's really interesting that um you can see it playing out with corona because we're we're fighting well depending on i certainly believe this whether or not it's true i don't know but i certainly believe that we are fighting a different kind of war we're engaged in a war against our own government. The government are engaged in a war against us because we are the enemy because if, if we all realise our power and rise up, they're fucked, so they've got to keep us down. So we're fighting an information war. But the problem is they don't know how to fight an information war. Now, they're, fight, they're fighting the last war with the same weapons of the last war. We're fighting a new war with those weapons. And you can see it with things like, um, oh, let's go Brandon. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was mean. a perfect weapon. Mm. And, and Biden and his lot didn't know what to do with it. And it was around the world before their communication strategists have got their pants on. And they're behind the fucking times. And then you've got Boris Johnson and Mumbo Jumbo. 
suddenly every Twitter handle is changing to purveyor of mumbo jumbo or proud to be a mumbo jumboist. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. And you've got this kind of group thing that takes what they think is a wounding blow and just grabs it and throws it the fuck back at them. Mm. It's really interesting. Mm. And all of those kind of events at the moment with the Roman narrative are, are, are compressing. There's lots of these new weapons coming out as as people like McCulloch and Malone and even the WHO came out today and said that we can't vaccinate ourselves out of this. You know, it's a war that's being lost because they don't know how to fight it. They, they're not creative. They, they, might be, they might be resourceful, powerful, clever, but they're not creative like we are. And that's why we're going to win ultimately. And we will win. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm open to all. I'm open to all results. I'm happy to live in the unknown. I have no idea. Yes. Well, this is the key, isn't it? A plus B doesn't equal C. A plus B equals a multiple set of potentials, all existing within them at the same the, the same moment. And we will pick one that's right. And if the information changes, we will pick a different one and crack on. Mm. Certainty is the enemy, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All of my mental health problems have come. From and, and I'm sorry to say my mental health problems. I hate it when people say that. My depression, my anxiety, it becomes an ownership thing. It yes, becomes yes. part of your identity. Yeah. Total rubbish. Because mm-hmm. generally, it's, generally it is total rubbish. But the problems I've had come from a requirement for certainty. I need to know where everything is and I need to know where everything fits. Mm-hmm. And coming off that's really, really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm about 1% towards it. But... Um, my, I went to a Reiki healer the other day and she said, I saw something very interesting. I said, what was that? She said, you were sat in a canoe with no paddle. Um, and then the, the water got bumpy and you didn't like it very much. I said, was I literally um, down the river, up shit creek without a paddle? She said, do you know what? You were. And you didn't like it because you required control. Mm. And I told her that I had, I thought I had the beginnings of arthritis in this finger and, and I thought it was me being judgmental. So I stopped being judgmental. Um, and she said, no, it's not that. It's you're, you're holding on too tight. You require control. You require certainty. That's your operating system. You've got to stop it. Otherwise, you're a bit fucked. I yep. said, right, that's, that's good. That's, let's work on that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, someone very close to me who will look very dearly uh, has had that issue to the degree that she had a real hard time. Um, mm. What was labelled as obsessive com- OCD. In the real yep. sense, in the real sense of the word, not like just touching stuff. In the real sense of the word, <laughs> and um, and one hundred percent of what you just said is all to do with certainty, being able to live in the unknowing. Now, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the lowest uh, rung is, is uh, you know, over and above shelter, it's safety and security. Yeah, it's the lowest rung, but it's the wide, it's 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 the second widest, mm. uh, and 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 that's very telling. Mm, mm. So when people are trying when to when, worrying about that, do you self-actualize? Yeah. So when you when you're after the actualization, when you're after it, when you when you're more or less there, but you've still got some rungs or something pulling you down back to safety and security. So as you can trigger that out, you're just a free being. That that from our coaching practice, I don't really have many clients. I generally have only a few because my time. But yeah. when I do deal with these people, um, that one thing is. The the you know when you pull a catapult and it's been pulling and pulling, then you just you spring the catapult. That's it. Yeah. I've had relationships break up and everyone thinks, oh, it's a bad, it's awful, it's awful, it's awful. They turn out the best best thing that's ever happened to these people. It it's 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 a really interesting point. 
because and there are two things I'd like to go with that. The first is I um I used to sell tax avoidance schemes a long, long time ago. And um a man of honor. Say again. A man of honor. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> wanna buy. I was a different man back then, Alec. Mm. Um so I've been there at the fall of Rome a few times when these things have collapsed. And I, and I remember one time being in a room for two weeks and taking these endless phone calls from people who had that, that this was actually a fraud situation. It wasn't a tax avoidance situation that, that the chairman of the company I worked for was meant to hold back money to pay people's tax bills. It dissipated. Mm. Um, and I was the one who had to phone them and tell them they were fucked. But every one of them, and I went into another business that kind of inherited all of those clients, and that, that you know the material change to lives wasn't present a year later. And when I talked to those people, you have to think about what does the end of the world look like? You know, will will this take your life? No, it won't. Will it take your house? Possibly. That's horrible. Mm. But do you have friends? Do you have family? And it always, almost always, becomes about what other people think. You know, what 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 are my friends going to think if I lose my house? What are my friends going to think if I have to give up the Land Rover and go back to driving a say all those kind of things? Mm-hmm. If you can give up attachment to all of these things, then you become truly free. And that's very easy for me to say. I'm not a rich man in any way, shape or form. We've got a nice life. You know, we can generate, if the if the washing machine breaks down, we can go and buy another washing machine, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but ultimately at the beginning of the first lockdown, I thought, right, I'm fucked. I'm going to have to make the plan A, B, C, D, E, F. I took a completely different tack, did an MBA, started two new businesses and kind of sailed the fuck through that thing. But I was sat there thinking, right, it, me and Claire can get, jobs as DPD drivers, if the worst happens. Um, the agricultural um, kind of concerns down the road are going to need fruit pickers. We can go and do that. We can make it through this. It mm. won't be a problem. Mm. As it mm. turned out, I didn't need to do that, thank God. But but you're completely right. When you jettison the need for that certainty, and this is what we come back to with this kind of death from a thousand cuts, mm. needing to be involved in the vending machine, needing to pay taxes, needing to pay off debt, all these sorts of things. If you can get rid of your engagement with that, you become what you're meant to be, which ultimately all the problems started when we stopped being hunter-gatherers. And you can include health in that. You can include the way we live in that because we, we spent a lot more time having fun when we were hunter-gatherers than we do now. You know, we worked a couple of hours a day and that was it. Then we just went over the village and saw our mates, worked on a new spear, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm. it sounds a, it sounds a lot more fun, without a doubt. You know, when you see when you see footage of people in what we might call underdeveloped nations, they don't half look happy. They're always laughing. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. Have you have you read the book? Have you read Spiral Dynamics? No, I have not. I have a feeling I'm going to fairly soon. Yeah, that's it. Just some more post-it notes for notes and that in there, but that. That is based on, like, the, the development of consciousness through people's lives and through the through civilization and through nations. Mm-hmm. And you have they use memes. So you know, you mentioned let's go, Brandon. That's a meme. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they use memes. They use colours as an expression of certain levels of consciousness. So it goes from beige all the way through to turquoise. Beige okay. being, you could consider. I don't know, viruses, bacteria, that sort of consciousness where it's more nearly dead and nearly a dead yeah. entity. All the way through to turquoise, you might consider 
I don't know, a so-called enlightened people, yogis, that sort of thing. You might consider yeah. it that. And civilizations all the way throughout it. So, for example, the Cold War is what they called blue, the blue meme, which was like power. So they, were, they had a will to power and nothing was going to stop them. Yeah. Whereas you had the US that were orange, that was slightly more developed, which is capitalism, essentially. Um, individualism to the more of the greedy sense of individualism. Yeah. And that was a clash. And that's why the Cold War happened was because you had the will to power of the Russians and you had the, the freedom and the individualism of the Americans. And that was the what was going on. So it tries to use these memes of consciousness in order to express what goes on within the individual and what goes on with cultures and societies and whatever. So at the moment, what could be seen, if we use that as a, as a point of reference, is we're moving from the... Uh, orange meme through mm. to the next meme, which is green, which mm. is very environmental. We have climate change, so-called. We move into the environmental thing. We move into the um, every equality everywhere is it stage. Is, is, I don't is know. It Listen, it's saying that, that will be true. I don't know. Not necessarily that climate change is true in the sense that they're saying it, but in the sense that we should all be taking care of the planet more. No, I don't. I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with that. I think no, everyone should take, people and, should take more care of the surroundings and stuff. When you see little well, dickheads throw stuff out the car, me, that's what's that's what's heartbreaking about climate change mm. is that we, we should absolutely stop chucking plastic into the oceans. Mm, mm. You know, I grew up in London, and there was there was white dog poo everywhere, and it just disappears. Um, and that's great. And the Thames is looking good. There are lots of mm. you know we should absolutely take care of the earth because we are part of the earth. You know, I always say to people when when you're talking about kind of grounding and getting sunlight and and tree tr literal tree hugging and forest bathing that sort of stuff, mm. these things make us feel good because they are returning us to our operating system. We are part of the earth. We're designed to be in contact with the earth. That's what stops inflammation. Mm. That's what stops autoimmune um, autoimmune disorders that have only happened since we've been wearing rubber-soled shoes. If you imagine the Earth as an airfix kit and you, you kind of open the box and you open those instructions, it would show the Earth with the little figures attached to it. You know, we're all, we're all little Lego people who are meant to be attached to the Earth, but we've become divorced from it. Mm -hmm. that, that's, kind of, that's the true heartbreak of, of climate changes. We're all focusing on this absurd idea that carbon dioxide is our enemy and that the Earth is warming. Clue, it's just fucking not. Um, and that we're ignoring the reality of lots of lots of horrible isolated instances, mm -hmm. plastic, oil slicks, you know, uh, industrialization, draining rivers, all that kind of stuff. No one's saying that's not fucking horrible. It's mm -hmm. it's fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. um, every day, you know, Mitchell Gong teacher taught me to go to the north, go to the south, and say thank you for things. One of those is thank you for the earth because we are part of it. We're part of the operating system. We're in the instruction manual. Yeah. But mm. climate change has been co-opted to make us hate ourselves, ultimately, um, and, and to de-industrialise. And would it be good to, to stick a, a less cancerous and particulates into the, into the air? Yeah, absolutely. Um, round here, we've, we've, got, we've got several roads which have been 
kind of messed around with and it's caused problems with traffic, but air quality has gone up. So it's kind of cool. Mm. But this kind of self-flagellating idea that we're killing the earth on a daily basis, it's, it's just complete bollocks. Mm. You know, we're not defore- there isn't rampant deforestation going on. The yeah. amount of canopy is going up. You know, we're not getting warmer. It's been a stable temperature for the last 25 years. You know, none of it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what you're saying is really, really interesting. And it would be lovely, I mean, genuinely, I'm not, I'm not being glib or anything about it, it would be wonderful if the meme of the next stage were genuine environmentalism and getting back in contact with the earth and these sorts of things mm-hmm. and genuine equality. But when you say those things, I, I shrink because what I'm seeing is the corporate expression of them. And the corporate expression of climate change is these awful adverts that kids are seeing and, and of, of these kind of sad kids singing It's a Wonderful World on a Landfill site um, or, or Greta Thunberg, the fucking doom goblin, saying we're in an emergency, we're all going to be dead in 12 years. You know, I know kids who genuinely think we're on the way. Yeah, 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 we're going yeah. to burn, burn in the pit of hell and that, and that hell is, is earth. But her, mm. you know, there's a reason Belinda Carlisle sung what she sung. Heaven is the place on earth. Let's, let's fucking be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're teaching our children that the world is ending. Yeah. And I, I was a kid during the Cold War um, and round the corner from my school in London, there was there was a siren which was which was tested every Wednesday morning, and it was the four minute warning. And it used to scare the absolute shit out of me. It really did. And my mum had to sit me down and say, "Look, you can't worry about this because you can't control it. You're going to have to move on." Mm. Um, and I did after a while. But these kids now are living in. They're, they now think they're living in a world where it's not human intervention that's. Mm. That's going, it's not a bomb that's going to drop and everything within 10 miles being destroyed by um, a concussion wave and a fire wave. Um, it's it's going to be uh, the earth. The earth is going to kill us. You know, we're all going to burn in a, in a pit of hell of our own making. And we have to kind of fear ourselves, fear the earth, flagellate ourselves. Mm. It's disgusting. Mm. Mm. And equality isn't equality. What you talk about as equality is wonderful. You know, we are, you and I, Alex, we're, we're just an expression of the same consciousness. So the idea that we should hate each other is ridiculous. The idea we should drop bombs on a fellow man is ridiculous because we're literally killing ourselves. Mm. You know, we're killing the flesh, the flesh robot expression of a little part of that conscious. It makes absolutely no sense. But what we're being taught when we talk about equality is that we are all individuals. You know, you're your own person. You've got your own colour on the flag. Yeah. And they're not doing it to help us. They're just doing it to atomize us. Yeah. And it's very, very sad. And no, I, I agree. Matt, I, I completely agree with that. And, and when I, I have issues with that so-called green meme as well, because I have to pull out the bits that I, I tend to agree with from it. And also the orange, which is I'm much more naturally orange. I'm much more of a creator and individualist to look after myself and then look after everybody else after. That's sort of how I've always been. Maybe that's society, but that's how I've always naturally seemed to be. So when I see this green, no, no, I agree. When I see this green, it's very not me. I'm like, Mm. equality. I'm going, we're fucking creatures of nature. Fuck that. Like, will to power, we're going to go for it, that sort of thing. So I have to go, okay, no, no, I understand. I get it. I get it philosophically. But then when you read the next stage, which is yellow, Mm. past green. What's going on with yellow? Yellow is, they call it tier two. So from beige to green is tier one, which is essentially you're not aware of any of the other stages. 
So you wouldn't have read Spiral Dynamics if you weren't already thinking about Tier 2 at least. If you didn't have some of your entity, some of your being. Right. So you you're in a kind of questioning phase of your existence. Exactly. You wouldn't have even thought about it in the first place. So yellow is like more systems thinking. So it's like, yep. right, how can we make sure that everybody functions based on where they're at and we don't destroy ourselves? Basically. We're back to Q. We're back to the, Q. Because the, the un... The un um, the unvocalized the, the thought I was going for there was that um, I my understanding is that Q is a control mechanism. So when people find out, they won't destroy they won't destroy the earth. You know, when they find out what's been done to them, they won't destroy the earth. And and it's that's that's really interesting. So we're saying once we punch out, our job then is to create a new world that doesn't suppress people but gives them frames of references so they don't boil over yes potentially and it sort of manifests itself in get this decentralized communities of individuals that's how it tends to play out it's like a system you whether that's online or whether that's now online or whether that's in reality uh, mm. as it were it's the same type of uh, you know, deal. But then past yellow, you become turquoise, and that's like a global consciousness thing, like a universal cosmic type consciousness where it's sort well, of everything. Bill and Ted. Everything flows it's, it's through you, and that's and it. Mm. Bill and Ted, what do you mean? Uh, within in in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, they 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 pop into time into this utopia right. where they've gone through you know they've gone through a horrible time and they've unified through the power of music and they've got there, and everyone's just kind of cool. That to me is that to me is where we can end up if we get it right. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be challenges as we go through, mm -hmm. and that, and that's that's incredibly interesting. And I'm obviously now going to speed read that that book as quickly as possible. Who wrote this wonderful tome? Don Beck and Christopher Cohen. Well, they sound like clever motherfuckers, don't they? They were, yeah. Yeah, they were. Based on the work of somebody else, and there's a guy called Ken Wilbur, he's a psychologist. He's um, evolutionary psychology. It's, it's good stuff. And also, um, I suggest reading Dr. David Hawkins. I, I talk about him all the time. He, he created the map of consciousness. Um, zero to a thousand. It's worth reading that. Incredible stuff, man. Game changing, that is. Fantastic. Where do people go to to find you and to find me? Crumbs. Why would they want to? That's my first question. Um, well, there's plenty of places you can go. If you, you can go to co-create a better world, um, do you know, I don't know what web address is. Google co-create a better world. Uh, Google Council for Human Development. Mm -hmm. um, if you go on Spotify, um, you can find The Wake Up, which is the podcast I run with Kern Frost, who's the founder of the Co-Create a Better World movement. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's www.councilforhumandevelopment.org. But I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm like a fart in a lift. You <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter, you can go to co-create underscore wake up or wake up underscore co-create. As you can tell, I'm... I'm I can generally very bad at promoting myself, um, but I'm sure you can post some links. I will do. I'll post there, all the links in. Yeah, 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 I will do. But it's been, I, 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 I feel we've just scratched the surface potentially of what we can talk about, Alex. Mm. So uh, if you'd have me um, and you, and you want to talk in a more structured way, which as you can see is certainly not something I do, but that's part of the fun. I'd be delighted to come back and have a chat with you. Yeah. I'd love to mate. I'll get you back on. Cheers, Ben. Cheers for your time, man. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. And you. Bye-bye.